Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. Yeah, dude, it's been miserable. Uh, I left work, and when I got home, I had a hundred and almost a hundred and two degree fever, and I've I've been sitting at like a hundred pretty much all weekend. <laughs> I should probably go to a doc. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, Adam, I don't know much. I'm not a smart man. I'm not. I'm not one to practice medicine. But I am here for the next episode of the RBA Returners podcast, guys and gals. We are back. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, Adam Lane. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah, and I apologize if I sound gargly and gross. <clears throat> Excuse me. There it is. But like I said, I I am a bit under the weather. But you know what? I do this for you guys. I'm not going to miss podcast gold for nothing, especially this week. Adam, there's been a lot happening this week. Yeah, it was a, we got a lot of spoilers. Like, spoilers are kicking in. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Oh, dude, spoilers yeah. are running fierce. We uh, <clears throat> we got our first ban. You know, we, a lot a lot happened. Not our first ban. Our, our, our first ban since them making the announcement that more bannings would most likely be coming. And then we got, you know, we got to talk about a big event that happened and something that we're really proud to talk about. But you know what? Adam, there's one place you can find all this information. And I'm not going to beat around the bush. You know where it's at. I know where it's at. And we're going to tell everybody else where it's at. It's the news. All right. So first piece of news this week. Uh, earlier in the week, we, like I mentioned before, uh, we saw our first banning um, leading into Opus 9. You know, this, this is the first banning we've had since Gesper and Thaumaturge back at the beginning of Opus 7, I believe. Uh, yeah, like right right, uh, right before Worlds was when they made that ban. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, right before Worlds. It was still legal to play at Worlds, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah. They didn't ban until like the week after. That's right, that's right. Well, the, 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 the next victim on the ban list was Dottaluma. Um, and that's one that, you know, we had, all, we had mentioned in the past. Um, I, I, I have kind of mixed emotions on, on the band. Adam, tell me what you think. Uh, it wasn't one that I named, uh, when we went mm-hmm. over in our cast. And I think that's just mm-hmm. because there have become more ways to deal with the card. And I think other exactly. cards facilitate him, but I mean, I'm not surprised by it. Like it's not a card that should surprise anyone that's getting banned. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think if their goal is to shake things up, I don't think this is going to shake things up that much. You know, no, I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> do I do I think it's a card that maybe like three or four months ago maybe needed to be looked at? Sure, but like like you just said, it hasn't become it, it hasn't been this this dominant force, this big knuckle dragger that it has been for the last few sets. Um, just because you know the, the deck he's primarily in is Earthwind. Obviously, the Cactuar interaction is the big one. Um, but it's it's definitely not the core of that deck um so to me the while i think the banning is fine i I like any any kind of shake up they can make i think is better than nothing but to me this banning feels like it's something that was talked about like three months ago or even four months ago and then they just finally got the green light to do it or it was like like an email that got lost somewhere or something that it's like oh yeah we forgot to do this months ago let's just do it you know yeah, I mean, give, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that too, like, could have something to do with the new set, like designing mm-hmm. the new set, and maybe there's some stuff that they already had on the back burner, and they realized sure. that Dotaluma is going to become even more of a problem. That's super possible. And um, I'm fine with that kind of forward thinking. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of feels bad when when your opponent does get set up, and there's not much you can do about Dotaluma plus Cactuar. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I mean, there, there are there are forwards that naturally do good, but there are some decks that literally like well, as soon as two Cactuars are set up. They can't do too much, nope. but the thing is, like, there's so many other oppressive things in that deck that, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. To me, the Dottaluma plus Cactuar has almost become like a secondary thing. I mean, sure, it 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 can leave become a win condition, but like, mm-hmm. I'd rather deal with that than like Cecils and Noctuses and exactly. like the Sybil with like just searching your deck constantly for any card that you want. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think like Earthwind isn't gonna be some dead deck like i i think they just replaced that and possibly replace the cactuars 
Cactar still works okay with Noctis, but, like, it's definitely not the same. Like, Dottaluma's just, just this free thing every turn. The Cactuar plus Noctis requires a little bit more setup. It's really good when it goes off, though. Mm. But uh, he can still yeah. do that with Cecil, so... I, I think the deck just replaces them and maybe changes their monster package up a bit, and it's still fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it's going to remain to be seen, because, you know, there are, there are some, you know, some possible new new toys for that deck coming down the home stretch um in the new set so we'll, we'll see only time can tell and I, I think one of the biggest uh issues i had with it was i don't think it should have been the only one now granted i don't know the method to the madness here so i'm going to reserve like any like harsh judgments because we you know we we all think and we we hear other people saying it they like the, there's a one card that's a legit problem and that's not even on the table right now so, you know, like I said, I, I think it's fine. I, I, I want to see more. I want to see more cards maybe kind of start coming and going as the game increases in size so we can get uh, just kind of fresh decks coming, uh, rotating in and coming back out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's also possible this isn't the only band before Opus 9 comes out. You know, it's possible they're oh, doing sure. it like waves and they just want to do one at a time. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, like I said, love it or you hate it, it's happening. And the band takes effect, uh, I want to say... July 19th? Yeah, like, literally when Opus 9 drops, pretty much. As soon as Opus 9 is legal. I think yeah, Daluma actually yeah. might even be banned the week before, because I think Opus 9 drops, and then it takes a week before Opus 9 is legal at, like, official tournaments, but I think Daluma's banned right there. So I think there's going to be a, a week of LQs where Daluma's banned, but you can't play mm -hmm. Opus 9. Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Well, well, we'll see how people adapt, and we'll see how, like, the, the diehard Earthwind players... uh kind of kind of change and evolve around that but um adam you know we talked a lot about opus nine and boy howdy we have seen a lot more spoilers this week uh, yeah card of the week is finally back which was nice uh and we'll that, that's where we'll start we got a, we got a lot to go through so we'll start with the card of the week we got our um we got to see our third legend of the set yeah it's uh it's a win legend he's a mm -hmm. he's a 9 cp 10k ex burst uh it's yasmat he's like the boss monster of 12 if you're familiar with that he's like not the boss monster but he's like the uh he's like the special like, boss kind of like ozma what ozma is for nine yeah um so when he enters the field or at the beginning of your main one you can select one of three uh choose a forward cost five or more break choose a monster break or activate all characters you control now Read that again, because I believe it says when it enters the field and at yeah. the beginning of your main phase one. Yep, yeah, it's it's on ETB and at the beginning of main phase one. So both. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think the card's fine. I, I think I mean it's a lot of redundant effects that Wind already has. Um, the fact that it, can, it it gets to choose one of those each turn is fine, but there's a good chance it's it's not going to make it out past its first turn. Mm -hmm. Um, it's probably going to get Diabolos right to hell. Um. I, I think it's good. I just don't know where it goes. Um, the EX burst is nice, and obviously I love it for title because it is 12, and one of the biggest issues 12 has is, uh, like, nine monsters like Melt Gemini. Um, I think this definitely helps. The only problem is it's, it isn't a job Sky Pirate, which hurts, but I, I think it's a fine card. I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's really good in title, honestly. It gives them answers mm -hmm. to things, and it's a little bit harder to kill there. Yep. Um I mean, it still answers in title, but there's less answers and they're more specific because you know what you're facing and you know what options they have. But yeah, exactly. the likeliness of this lasting a turn is pretty unlikely. Uh, mm -hmm. You can set up some pretty cool things if your opponent does let you untap because you can stack to it. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes I think if you just play it and break a 5-drop, that's okay. But you're, again, you're still spending 9. The, I think the issue is there are cards that do all these things that are more mm -hmm. efficient than a 9 cost. Um, I mean, when I first saw this card, I was like, whoa, that's nuts. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, the more I've thought about it, it's kind of, like, average, I think. I, I don't think it's bad, yeah, obviously. It's like, fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like, obviously, if this guy comes down and hangs around, you can do some pretty nutty stuff. Obviously, oh, you, can, sure. you can set up some pretty stupid combos, but then you're requiring him to live. Um, mm -hmm. And that then you're going to have to start getting to this area where you're making protection and you're going down the rabbit hole. like like Almost like you're playing like a, a Sin special deck at that point, basically, where you're trying to protect one thing, which can be really hard yep. to do, especially when that thing costs a nine. Um, so, and the question is, is there enough to build around to make this thing worth protecting like that? Yeah, I mean, you could play him as a cute one-of, um, and if he lives, you can do some pretty dirty things. Uh, 
you can try to build around him and with some pretty cool combos. Like my my thought is uh, wind fire with like Wormek. Mm-hmm. Like if you can um, get multiple untaps on a Wormek, I feel like you can do some pretty gross stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, that requires you to untap with a nine CP. So I, yep. I, I, I it just at like we're talking like high level tournaments. I don't I don't see that happening very often. And and then again, yeah. like I said, you're gonna have to start running protection for him at that point. Um, so you're running a nine CP, and then you have to run protection for a nine CP. So, I yeah, I like him. I like him, and I want to try him, but I think he's pretty average. Yeah, no, that's kind of where I'm at for sure. Um, like I said, great in title. I absolutely love him in title. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's more specific there, for sure. Oh, for sure. And then uh, the next crop of spoilers we we got here, actually, uh, the uh, the what, what's it called, like the trading card game magazine, the one that comes out in Japan. Yeah, I think it's actually like a Hobby Japan magazine. It's called Card Gamer, okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we got some more spoilers there. Um, well, thanks to uh, you know to, to Bond, you know Bond's Final Fantasy Corner. He he shared the text of the cards. We don't know what they look like, but we've got the text of what six of these. Yeah, six cards. Yeah, Adam, let's just, let's just get right into it. Let's just rattle them down. So the first is Larkisius. He's a Earth Forward, 5,000 5, power, 3 CP category, uh, Crystal Chronicles. Mm-hmm. When he enters the field, you choose a monster in your break zone, you add it to your hand. And then for Double Earth Dole, search for a monster, add it to your hand. Um, I know when this card was first spoiled, people were like, oh, is this the reason Dotaloom is banned? Um, I don't I don't think so, but I, I do think this card has some neat utility. Um probably really cool and like a uh like if you're going back to like a, a earth water monsters build this car could be really good in that but uh otherwise i'm not sure like this, this is one of those cards that I, I i would like to see like some new monsters come up or just really start playing around with some things i think it's i think it's good mm-hmm. but i just don't know where it goes yeah i think this card is actually really dope um mm-hmm. it, i think it naturally fits an earth wind especially since dotalum was gone uh because i think yep. you could kind of fan out what monsters you want to run now like you could probably run like one cactuar layak a luminous puma and maybe yep. like tech something else in and then you can use mm-hmm. this guy to search it out he's a phoenix target so he can like you can yep. pitch for phoenix play this mm-hmm. or back on the field and essentially discount phoenix a little bit uh yep. by grabbing a monster back mm-hmm. um i mean he can do some tricky things and then again Leia, like i think water earth monsters um it's always been kind of a fringy deck, in my opinion. But uh, he's really good in there. I think, actually, with Ozma, you can do some pretty gross stuff. Like, you can, like, Ozma special, then drop this, then get your Ozma back and set up another special, like, later down. Yep. Or if they manage to kill your Ozma, you just drop another one. Um, yep. So I, I think he's pretty sweet there. Um, I mean, he, he's, he's a general searcher for monsters, yep. and he's not dark. So. Which is really nice. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's in the right color for it, too. Or earth or water is yeah. kind of where you want to be when you're doing things like this. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. He's, he's like Gal 2.0, but I, I feel like what he does is just, like, I don't know. I feel like his ETB is better than Gal's, but he doesn't get, like, the back-end payoff that Gal gets. You know yeah, what I mean? Yes and no, right? Because Gal kind of costs three in a sense, but this guy kind of costs one in a sense, I guess, if you want to compare it that yeah. way. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they're, they're good for different reasons. And, I, obviously, they could yeah. be in the same deck. Like, that's not super oh, far-fetched by any means. Absolutely. So I, I can't wait to see what uh, what comes up with him because I, th- I think mon- monsters could be primed for a uh, for 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 being in a good spot. You never know. You never know. Yeah, I'm so, interested uh, to see. It'll be something I mess with too. Like a lot of these cards I've seen, uh, I, I actually have a lot of interest in messing with for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think every spoiler so far has actually been really really solid. Mm. So, all right. So what's next? Uh, next is a new Odin. It's a common lightning summon three CP EX uh, category Dissidia Final Fantasy. Choose a forward cost two or less, break it, draw a card. I mean, that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. But um again, I'm not I'm not sure where it goes. Um the break a two CP draw card is fine. Again, when you start talking about, you know, monsters, uh like the ones that can become forwards, like Green Dragon, stuff like that, but you really don't see those. Um man, this card would be a, 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 an A plus if it said three CP. But even if it, it costs yeah, I mean even yeah. if it costs four and said three CP, I think it would be super good. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty okay. Um, I, I think it's really going to depend on, you know, what kind of two CP forwards we start seeing. I mean, obviously there are some ones that are really obnoxious right now, like Paul and Sid Rain, stuff like. That. Yeah, but I mean, I think the I'm best. Sure. Yeah, I think the best target for this is Knight, right? Like kill a Knight oh, card yeah, seems pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it worth a slot in your Lightning deck? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. 
I think it's just yeah, too no, specific. Like you're not you're not hitting a lot of things, and sometimes this is just dead, and you don't even get to draw a card. Um, and when it hits off burst, you have to hope that they have a two CP. So it's just I don't know. I think it's too limited. I think if it if it did say three, it'd be really really good, even if it costed one more. So mm, no, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. Next, right, what is, which one is next? Yeah, next is Edge. Uh, he's a he's a heroic. Uh, win forward three CP seven K job ninja category four. And Lords of Reminion. Mm-hmm. So the arc should actually be pretty sweet. Even though we haven't seen nice. it. Uh, he has back attack. You can only pay CP produced by win backups to play Edge. So you have to have four win backups mm-hmm. to play him. I, I It says from your hand. So you can do, you know, like the generic, like devout stuff. Like they can, you, you can do with the Stinian, I guess. If you really want to go that route. Uh, right. when, he, when he enters the field, select one of the following two actions. Choose a forward deal at 4,000. Choose a category four forward other than Edge against 4,000 power until end of turn. My bad. I think I said he's a four drop. He's a three three CP seven K. I think the card's okay. Um, I, I I think he could be like a really fun like one of and motto win. Like the back attack is pretty legit. Being able to like play that off of a you know like you diabolo something during combat, back attack that guy in and like block something with it. You 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 could do you could do some really neat tricky stuff there. Yeah, I mean, back attack and wind is probably one of the better places to be, especially if you're. No, I agree with that hundred percent. If you're gonna fall into that. Like this category of only being able to tap backups to do it, like wins the best at doing that. It's less oh, te- it's less telegraphed, right? I could have one backup open, and then I could pitch mm-hmm. two Diabolos, break something, activate, then play Edge. Um, yeah. So it's it's you could do things like that. I I think he's kind of medium though. I'm not sure. Like the 4K mm-hmm. is okay, and then in, in order to get out his second ability, you have to be playing some Cat Four stuff, and we I haven't seen enough to really think that that's that great yet. But that could change. No. The only other, like, Cat 4 card I could possibly see you playing, again, in Mono Wind, is the Starter Cecil. Yeah, sure. Um, but does he need 4,000 power? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. At that point, he probably doesn't. So, like, I, I think he's fine. I think he's fine. He's, I, I think he's a good, like, one of just to, like, he's a card that I think people are going to just, like, fool around with like in, a, in the utility slot. Mm-hmm. And he's either going to be really good or he's just going to be like, nah, I'd rather just have something else. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to see much play, at least right now. If I see some four cards, that'll change my mind, maybe. Yeah, uh, and, no, I agree with that. I, I, yeah. I think he's only as strong as the category you know, that we see. Yeah, and then he's terrible in title, so. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not even because, on, on the radar for yeah, title. Because of the restriction, honestly, more than anything. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, All right, so who's next? Next is Geese. Um, he's a 4CP 8K uh, water forward. <laughs> Uh, category 12 and Mobius. When he enters the field, all forwards opponents control lose 1,000 power into a turn. When he receives damage, you can remove him from the game. If you do, put him on the field dull and remove the top three cards of your deck from the game. I like this card a lot. Um, now, it's all going to hinge on this. Have they clarified whether lethal damage is part of that? Like, can he block, die, you can bring him back and then give another minus 1,000? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do that. Because uh, because I know there, there was a point in contention, people talking about lethal damage. I mean, I I think I think it, it should fly because I mean lethal damage, damage right? is damage. If I damage Dotaluma, exactly. he still plays four K somewhere, right? So exactly. I mean, yeah, but he, overall, he I think the car I think the card's really solid. Yeah, I think he's re- pretty solid. I think he's nuts in standard or not standard uh, in limited. I think he's nuts. Oh yeah, uh, and he's only yeah, a rare he's got an on curve recurrable threat. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's really good there. Um in in standard, I think he's solid. I just I don't know. Like, there's so many things that do this. Like, he's not taking nickel spot. Cognazzo is better, even though you can't like do the recursion piece to that. I feel like water decks aren't really running Beatrix unless you're going like heavy knight, and this is more similar to Beatrix than anything. Except he costs one more and he's mm-hmm. recurrable. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure where he sees play, but I do think he's solid. Um, solid enough now, to try, I, for sure. Well, what I'm hoping for is that this is maybe like a cycle and all the judges do something like this in this set where they all have like an ETB and you can remove them. From, you know, if they die or take damage or something, they can come back. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really sick. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe. It, I'm interested to see. I just, I, I think there's so many other powerful water cards <laughs> that I just don't know if you cut those water cards to play this and i'm yeah. not really sure if the one neg 1k is going to combo with other water x decks 
enough to cut mm. cards to play this. I think that's just where I'm at. I, I think he's solid, yeah, but mm. yeah, and th- th- and I agree. I agree with all those points. Um, I-, I like the fact that it is a recurrable threat that it's hard to get rid of outside of just like a straight break effect. Yeah, like, cool. like, like, I don't think this card's better than Freya, and Freya seeing French play now too, right? And like, outside of the nine deck, obviously in the nine deck she's there, but like, yep. you're, you're not seeing everybody play Freya in mono water, and I think Freya's better than this. So yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, next up is uh, Gijuk. He's a fire forward two CP. <laughs> I can call you anything. Uh, <laughs> he's a two CP fire forward five K uh, job headhunter, which seems to be a theme in this, uh, which is going to be kind of like Bagamon's like gang. Yep. Um, so when he enters the field, if you control four more job headhunter fours, deal five thousand to all forwards opponent controls. That's it. Uh, cat twelve. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to see more of this headhunter thing. I, I really hope it's like a, just kind of like a really janky tribal deck that I'll be calling the Yellow Jacket Boys. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's my doo-wop group. Yeah, I mean this ability is good if you can get it off. And there's another card we'll talk about that combos mm-hmm. pretty well with it. Uh, and he's mm-hmm. also a headhunter. But, like, yeah. I mean, four is a lot. It's not like we're seeing people do that with the seven deck, right? Like, they're not really, like, running to play the Earth Cloud to try to do this. And this is kind of exactly. a similar thing. Um, and I feel like they're, if this is a 2CP5K, Cloud's a, is bigger and harder to deal with. And they're still removing Ooh. stuff. And you don't necessarily have to remove this guy. I think if you could consistently do it somehow, it'll be really good. I don't see it happening, mm-hmm. though. I think it just requires yeah, no, too much. Same. Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. It's it's probably just going to be some kind of just some janky casual deck that, you know. But who knows? If they get if like that becomes like an actual like thing, I'd I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Anything cat 12, I'm okay with. Yeah, I mean it'd be cool. They need they would need some backups on theme too. That would help them. Oh, for sure. But uh I I just don't know if that's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, No, I agree. Yeah, and then the last of the magazine ones is Duke it's a ice 3cp 7k forward job standard unit category crystal chronicles uh i now i think i read this somewhere that if he's blocked or is blocked you discard a card but the bands thing i think only says if he's blocked okay but so i'm not sure on the translation here uh but that is a big difference (laughs) oh big time so big time so I mean I, I I I'm totally okay with putting a pin in this one until we get like the official translation because I I think uh, one is clearly better than the other, right? I mean yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I think I think he's still pretty solid. Um, maybe like some like ice mm-hmm. earth card carbuncle thing can make him like a big threat, it, assuming that he has the is block thing too. Um, sure. So I mean I'm interested to see. I mean maybe you could do some janky stuff to force people to block. But then you're looking at like fire ice, I guess, with like sink or something. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think if it says if it's both, I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just this, I think he's like pretty below average, and like just mm-hmm. like kind of decent. Again, uh, probably a good limited card also. So yeah, and oh, he's a sure. standard unit, so you can have multiples of these out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's absolutely fine. All right, so that was the, that was all the ones from the magazine, right? Yep. Yeah, so the next two are from the European. Uh, I think they were like having a thing over there, and they revealed two. Mm-hmm. So the first one's a fat chocobo. Uh, obviously, it's a four, it's a job chocobo, four CP backup, category crystal hunt. It's the first time we've seen that. Oh yeah. Um, when it enters the field, reveal the top five cards of your deck. All put all card named chocobo among them into your hand, and return the others to the bottom of your deck in any order. I mean, it's not terrible one because uh, chocobo knight can actually search a backup. Now, and and play it. It could also play it. Well, you could always search the backup. Yeah. But now yeah. he can actually play the backup for free. Yep. That's the big thing. Because he could always he could already search the other fetch. Oh, he could always search job chocobo or name, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. But now yeah, he, he can, can play this because his play right. is, is four or less. Yep. Um, and then you go into a potential draw two, draw. Because, I mean, when, when you look at your average Chocobo deck, Adam, how many cards are named Chocobo? Yeah, it really depends on the build you're running. Like, if you're playing Mono in, like what I played at the local qualifier, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at, like, 12 or something. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there. Because your Chocobo Knights are not included in here. They don't count right, yeah, it's for just this guy. Not, just main Chocobo, so, yeah. really, the main ones you're looking at are the Haste Chocobo, the mm-hmm. Big Boy 7K, big 
and then the other haste uh 4k with that party attacks those are the big ones if you want to go all yeah. in you could play the one that plays stuff for free mm -hmm. and then i guess at that point you're looking at 12 um mm -hmm. the big issue like man if this guy's name wasn't fat chocobo it'd be an auto include like no brain oh, yeah. auto include uh i think mm -hmm. it the name is what makes it hard to choose uh, I think in order for this to consistently hit for a card, you need to play at least probably 12 Chocobos, which isn't mm -hmm. hard to do. But then you're giving up other slots to do that. Because right now, the way I see it is that your core is it's your Chocobo Knight, your big boy, and your Hasty. Mm -hmm. You're the one that grants haste. Mm -hmm. And and really, yep. that's just like a package of nine. Uh, I guess you could play both fat Chocobos to make this hit easier, but I don't know if you really want to do that, because then you're going to have to be picky about which one you play. Yeah. Um, so, it's kind of tough. I, I don't know which one is going to be better. The other one provides a lot of stuff, too. The other one plays directly to the field and gives you that buff every turn if you need it. Yep. Um, well, I, I guess maybe it'll depend on, you know, maybe, maybe we see some more, like, name Chocobo that actually... But I, I but even still, like, the pump and the play directly to field on the old fat Chocobo is still really, really good and really mm -hmm. hard to overlook. Yeah, I mean, on in a dedicated Chocobo deck, I mean, it's really, really good. Yeah, um, exactly. But I, I think if you're, like, all in on Chocobos, like, if you're just, like, I'm playing almost all my fours are Chocobos, this mm. is better, probably. Just mm. because you're... It's going to draw you cards, like, three or four cards every time. Yeah. It just sucks that you're losing that buff to your Chocobos <laughs> when you do that. Yeah. So, so no, at that absolutely. point, really, you're relying on Maria and Ark to get you home. Yep. So nope, I, I do think that. it's good, and it, and it really makes people think when they're building their deck which one they want to go with. Uh, but I, I really give the favor to the 5CP right now. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Look, and that's all we're looking for, man. We're looking for cards that'll shake up the status quo. Yep. And then the uh, the, right. the second spoiler was, was pretty sweet. It's the uh, first time we've ever seen anything like this. This is basically the mm -hmm. equivalent, I guess, of a dual land in, uh, yeah. in Final Fantasy. So it's a class mm -hmm. ninth Moogle. It's a two CP ice backup. When it's on the field, it can produce wind, and it's a job move. I think that's really, really sick. Yeah. That is really, really sick. Um, a, I think the job is relevant. Now, granted, in a Moogle deck, you're you're going to be to the point where all of your Moogles are producing whatever color you want anyway. But mm -hmm. like, I, I I hope that we get like a cycle of these because I would love to see a fire card that does Earth CP or you know something like that. Like we could even get two cycles of like of like friend colors and enemy colors essentially you know what i mean mm -hmm. um I, I think it's really great design and i can't wait to see more of that i think the card's really good yeah i do think they might have to be a little bit careful at first of what elements they give access to this to mm -hmm. um i think wind wind ice never really had trouble uh yeah. with their dual elements like producing what they needed to produce so i don't i don't think this really mm -hmm. just slaps in the nate perez's deck it might i mean it might just be that good mm -hmm. to where you're mm -hmm. just fine doing it um mm -hmm. It is a job Moogle, but, like, they have other color fixing and other Moogle backups that are better than this. And exactly. I don't think they really care that this can prevent, like, produce the, both those colors. Maybe if you're mm -hmm. trying to do some janky thing with, like, fire ice Moogles, but you want to run some wind cards, that could be okay. I don't know if that's Maybe. worth it, though. Like, you're playing, like, Sarah with, like, Mont Blanc and Hurdy and this, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but, again, I don't know if that's good. It'll let you run Diabolos, baby. Yeah, I guess you could play Diabolos and Fire Ice if you really wanted to do that. Well, then you could get into, like, Dark Fina territory at that point, too. Yeah, I guess that's true. If you're already running Dark Fina, and you have an alternate way to cast it. I mean, you have people this weekend at the Ice Crystal Cup running Zodiac and Fire Ice. So, or not Zodiac, yeah. um, uh, Zeromus. Apologies. Not Zodiac, Zeromus. Huh. Um, but, like, I, uh, I think he's pretty pretty decent and i'm interested to see what other colors they give access to this because like i said if there's like a fire ice one or like earth, an earth wind one i guess but they don't really need it earth wind doesn't really need it i don't even think they would run it no um, but really i think fire ice would probably stand to benefit the most like if they had something that produced both but they have to be careful mm -hmm. about that because then that makes people less likely to play mono fire because really everybody's just splashing fire now and if you play a get a backup that's like fire x they're just gonna play less fire cards you know no, it's it's the, the the plight of the element, unfortunately. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool, um, and I'm sure we'll see more. Yeah, I hope we do. Now, now the next three we've got came from the Ice Crystal Cup that was up in Toronto that happened today mm -hmm. uh, and yesterday. 
Um, so let's start with the first one, Adam. I know it, I, I, I had a hard time seeing it because it was kind of blurry, at least to me it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, looks like, it looks like a drowned-ass Muppet. That's all I know. <laughs> it's a Brynok, so it's another Headhunter. It's uh, another one like the Gammon's Boys. He's a 2CP, uh-huh. 5K Earth forward. Uh, and then he has the ability, one Earth, choose a job, hunt, Headhunter. During this turn, the next damage it deals mm-hmm. to a forward would double it instead, and you can only use it once per turn. So, I mean, essentially he's used with the other guy. To become a board one. Yep. So, Pretty much. Yeah, you, you play this guy first, or you, you could probably easily play him in the same turn. That's 5 CP, right? So you play mm-hmm. Earth guy, then Fire guy, then on the stack of the Fire guy, you pay 1 Earth, and you deal 10k to their board. Yeah, I mean, could be okay. But you also have to have two other Headhunters out at the same time before you do that. That's the problem. Right, and, and you feel bad if they, like, stack the uh, Valifor, Diabolos to that. You're just like, well, fuck yeah. me, right? Yeah, double Valifor, yeah, GG, pretty much. Yep, that's um, a wrap. So, I mean, it's an interesting combo, but they're, they're going to need more support. Like, if they're able to consistently pull this off, it's probably really good. That actually, it definitely is really good if they're able to consistently pull it off. I just don't oh, see yeah, it. I, I think it's too... I think it's asking for too much, especially since I imagine you're probably only going like, to get, like, four or five headhunters at the most. Mm-hmm. And, and I also cool. feel like... I also yeah. feel like six of your summons in that deck are going to be named Phoenix. Yeah, more than likely. The, the small Phoenix, yeah. Even then, I mean, it just seems like you're asking to get blown up. I think it's going to be hard to set up, but I mean, cool. It could be a cool casual deck, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, the, these these last two are actually pretty dope. They were happen. They happened during a uh, top four and finals. Uh, yeah. So it's a new Belias, who's a one CP fire summon EX burst category Mobius. Uh, choose a forward until end of turn. He gains a thousand power and first strike. Draw a card. If you have received four points of damage or more, it also gains haste until end of turn. I was really upset when this card didn't say 12 next to Mobius. I was a little upset about that. But I think the card's fine. Um, I, I, I don't know where I'm at on it. I, I love old Belias so much. And it still kind of does the same. Now, the, the one CP discount is pretty huge for the uh, the first strike and draw card. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't know if you look to replace the other one. Or, I mean, I, I could easily see them working together in a deck. It's, but it's I, I tough. Don't... Yeah, I, I think that, well, this one's obviously more efficient, right? I mean, mm. you're paying one less CP, you don't get the haste. Um, mm. So I think it's better in get in decks where you're not really trying to go, like, super aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, the haste is relevant later in the game, which is fine. Haste is really scary later in the game. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's a one CP discount. You're netting one CP no matter what. I mean, unless they mm-hmm. make the summon fizzle, like you're netting a CP because you're drawing a card for one CP, yep. but you're also granting yourself a combat trick and first strike, which I think is a lot of the the blowout potential from Belias doesn't come from the haste, right? It comes from it the, comes from the, the first strike and the thousand power, which this card still has, mm-hmm. and you still have the potential mm-hmm. upside for haste later in the game when it matters mm-hmm. most, I think. Um, sure, you can't play lock early and then haste him and swing, but I think Sage is probably better at doing that anyways because you know you're getting a backup yep. down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I think I think I like this one more, just mm-hmm. because I feel like it goes in more and it, it's it still does everything you kind of want. It's just I mean obviously if you're playing like some balls to the walls, play forwards and swing deck, you want the other one because you don't want to mm-hmm. be at five four points of damage. So. <clears throat> No, like, but but, I, but those are all very valid points, and I, I definitely see where, in some instances, the one CP is better than the two, but then you can also see in some instances, two CP is just better than Yeah, I mean, the only time the two CP is better than the one is, is between points one and four, right? Pretty much. Yeah, so. Pretty much. But I don't know. I, I think now when you see somebody playing Fire X and they've got one CP open, now you've got to wonder, do, do are they holding that Belias? Yep, that's true. But there's a good chance in the fire ice decks since you're not really going you're not really looking to play that belias on lock to haste him out really like it's because it's i mean it happens but it's still a lot more situational that i wouldn't be surprised if the one cp replaces the two cp and here we go shaking things up again like i how, how many times have we mentioned that like belias is one of the best fire cards and now it seems like it's getting kind of pushed shut aside for this new one yeah i mean and maybe if you're going like super hasty or something you can run both I don't know. I don't think you do, though. I really don't. No, no. I, I think I, 
as much as it pains me to say it, because Belias has just been like that neighbor that's just been good. We've we've had so many cookouts and hung out so many times, and they up and move away. And now you've got a new neighbor coming in who's almost exactly like them, but you're always going to give them the side eye because it's not them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was a long-winded analogy <laughs> to say that I like it, but I'm mad that I like it. Yeah. Uh, and then the last spoiler is an, an ice heroic. It's uh, Squall. He's a Category mm-hmm. 8, obviously, 4CP, AK, uh, Job Seat Candidate. Uh, cost required to play Squall into the field is reduced by 1 for each Category 8 forge you control. It can't become 0. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he enters the field or attacks, choose one character your opponent controls double. I think that's really good. Um, I like the, the, the potential to play him at a discount. Um, potentially playing a 1 or 2 or even 3CP, 8K is really, really nice. Um, obviously, you know, works well in conjunction with the new Quistus that we saw, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, I think the card's good. And the the the, the constant, the, the fact that it does something every turn is always nice as well. So, I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, he does something on entry, he does something every turn he lives, basically, as long as you're attacking. Uh, and then you can get that all at a discount on an on-curve body with a relevant mm-hmm. job and category. Yeah. Um, and he's searchable. Seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm interested to see like what category at eight. Obviously, he's not entitled, right? I mean, but, oh, he's insane entitled. Like, he's a one CP8K entitled. Yeah, so I'm interested to see like the more the eight cards like Quistis and stuff, um, mm-hmm. and maybe the old Renoa comes back in that deck. Yeah, uh, that's very possible. And that could be pretty cool. Uh, maybe it's like Fire Ice. I'm not sure what it's going to look yeah. like. Uh, but this guy has a lot of upside. And I think he's really yeah, good. No, I agree. I agree. There's a lot going down. Opus 9 is looking to be really, really solid. And <coughs> Oh, shit. Excuse me. I can't wait to see what the next couple weeks hold uh, as we start seeing more spoilers and more cards of the week leading up to the uh, pre-release. All right. So the last piece of news slash main topic is obviously we want to talk about the Ice Crystal Cup in Tampa this weekend. Man, what an event, first of all. How many, how many players were there? What, like 80? Yeah, I think I heard 70. Uh, so probably 70, somewhere, okay. somewhere between 70 and 80. Okay. So decent-sized turnout. I know they had an initial cap of 64, mm-hmm. and then later they released the cap, and then I, <clears throat> it looks like they maybe sold another 10, 15 tickets after that. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like it was a really, really solid event. A lot of big names in attendance. Jordan Dank, Jonathan Gordon, Matt Okimoto, Greg Cole, Brian Berkeley, uh, Colin Coughlin, Lord Byron, Sam Tool, you name it, the list goes on and on. <clears throat> and it was a really, really solid weekend. Um, big shout outs to the Break Zone for providing coverage. Um, it kind of sounded like they might have been just because of the space of the store. They were limited on what they could and couldn't do. Mm-hmm. I know they had a rail cam and some things that they wanted to get set up to do some things, but it sounds like just because of the <clears throat> venue restraints, they weren't able to kind of unleash all their new gear that they got. Yeah, I think they ran into some internet issues too, but that's, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it seemed like it. But, you know, again, that's, I mean, that's not their fault. But I, I think overall they did a solid production. Um, I, I love the interviews between, you know, between rounds. I think overall the stream quality was great. Mm-hmm. So, but... You know the big thing here. I want. I want to. I want to congratulate. Congratulate. I don't know why I can't speak. I'm just so stopped up. I want to congratulate Lord Byron Bylick. Not only did he win the event, my man is going to Worlds. He's the first Virginia player uh, on any year going to the, go on the Worlds team. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I'm I'm so proud of what he's done. Like I know, you know, he was kind of brought up by Stephen and Curtis. They kind of nurtured him, and you know, I know Stephen. He was kind of Steven's protege. They were playing the same deck for a while, and it, it's really paid off. And I know he's playing up there with Jimmy a lot, and it, it you know, it, it, the, the hard work is definitely paying off. And uh, I don't want to stop there. You know, Colin Coughlin finishing second. So, Adam, we got to see an all-Virginia final. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. How huge was that? Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal, at least for me. I, I'm pretty sure oh, it's for huge, all of us. Huge deal. Um, you know, it's like guys, it's guys that we play with week in, week out. Um, mm-hmm. so we, we know, we see them, we know how good they are right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody else gets to see how good they are. So it feels really good. Um, to like, Absolutely. you know, to, to train it, it, with those guys. 
Yeah. Absolutely. It takes me back to a conversation that you and I had, you know, like a long time ago during last year's competitive season when Ron and Colin first started showing up. We were like, hey, these guys are really good. And, uh, you know, as we got to play with them and know them more, like we kind of noticed that Colin plays very similar to your style where Ron, Ron and I are very much on the same level as far as play styles go. So like being able to see that and kind of nurture that and like, and just seeing, seeing them, you know, and I, I, I don't want to take away from anybody else in our scene, like see, seeing our scene grow and seeing Colin get to this level. Cause I mean, they've been on the grind this year, him and Ron, particularly I, I'm, I'm surprised Ron didn't go to this one, but Colin, I think has gone now to, he didn't go to Seattle, but he's gone to two out of three. I think he's going to Kansas. I know he's going to Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he'll be at RVA. Like those guys are grinding this season, and that was something we really wanted to see from them last season, um, from a lot of our Virginia scene. And now that they're doing it, it's really, really paying dividends. And like you know, you, you said it best in our group chat that we're having like this proud dad moment. Um, it's it's really cool. It's really cool to see just the scene that had to kind of be built from nothing. Well, all scenes are built from nothing, I guess, but I, I, I don't know. I'm just really proud. And I, I just, it, it's really cool to see. It's just really cool to have that happen. Yeah. And I, I, I can't congratulate these guys enough. Yeah. I mean, congrats to Brian for sure. Uh, he played his ass off. Both of them did. Oh yeah. Um, so it was, it was a little sad to see Colin's deck kind of failed him a little bit, but I mean, Brian punished him. He put his foot on his throat and that's what you do. I mean, oh, you, don't, you don't just like be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't draw well," and then not play your Sephiroth, you know? Um, exactly. But, I'm sorry, Mono Water didn't get to go to five backups. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he beat. I think he beat Colin to five backups both games, uh, which he is did. which is rough for Mono Water. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, both both of them played really really well. Um, you know, can't you know when they come back home, I'm sure we'll we'll keep congratulating them. Uh, I'm sure oh, Colin's going to keep grinding. I doubt he's going to stop. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. They, they got to get ready for Richmond. That's in, what, a few weeks? Yeah, not that far away. I think it's about a month from now. Uh, and if he's going if he's going to Kansas, that's a couple weeks away. Yeah, like three weeks, yep. And, uh, I mean, yeah, Brian. Yeah, so that, yeah I was, I was going to say, just Brian was, like, super modest. Dude. Like, if you watch the interview before he even went to play his top four match, he was yeah. basically already saying, like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to win. Like, like, look at the mm-hmm. caliber of player. You know, and then he managed to get to the finals. And then I think at that point, it probably hit him a little bit, especially mm-hmm. when you're playing Colin, because at that point, you're looking across the table and you're like, this is like playing in Virginia, you know? Like, this, that yeah, could be. It's like you're playing in a Soldier Series yeah. or something. Yeah, that could easily be the finals of a Virginia tournament. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm sure there was a bit, bit of comfort between both players, but I'm sure Colin wasn't having a great time not seeing some of the stuff he needed to see. But, uh, oh, absolutely. but yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll get it next time. And like Brian, having Brian on the world team is going to be pretty sweet. I'm sure he'll be practicing and grinding out with all those guys still and trying to put, oh, like, absolutely. bring his best to, to worlds. So, yep, absolutely. So, yeah, so, uh, Lord Byron joins Colin Rupert and Chris Neal on the North American world's team. Um, but, you know, overall, you know, I, I, I'm going to be gushing about these guys, you know, really bringing it home. For, for the whole week and I can't wait to see uh can't wait to see Colin on Tuesday and I can't wait to see uh Lord Byron next time he comes down from Fredericksburg but you know it looked like the event was kind of kind of as we had talked about it last week um a lot of the same decks you know there was a lot of a lot of mono water a lot of wind earth a lot of wind water um a lot of fire ice um I think the most unique deck in top 32 was this earth fire deck uh, is that the Warrior of Light, Warrior of Darkness one? Yeah, yeah, that was probably yeah. the most unique thing I had. I'm not, not the big, the biggest fan of it. <laughs> I looked at it and I'm just like, ah, I mean, it's spicy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I don't know where that person ended up falling as far as final placings go. But I, I would say, it was a lot of usual suspects. I think we kind of called out all the decks that oh, pretty we much. were going to see, and that was pretty much what we saw on top eight. I mean, Wind Water, Mono Water, mm-hmm. Earth Wind. And Ice Earth made up pretty much the whole top eight, I think. I'd have to yeah. go back and look. There might have been Ice Fire in there, but... Uh, I, I think there was a Fire Ice in there, but I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty. even then, that's still pretty usual suspects, in my opinion. So Yeah, especially right now. And, <clears throat> I mean, it, it was a really high-caliber top eight. You had Matt Okimoto, Greg Cole, 
you know, on Scions again. So Scions are still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we spe- I think we specifically mentioned that when you asked me about Scions on the cast, I was like, I was like, yeah, Scions will be there. Greg Cole makes top eight. <laughs> devil, there, speak yeah. of the devil. There it is. Yeah. So it was uh, it was Oki on Earth Ice. I mean, not Earth Ice. Oki was on Earth Wind. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg Cole on Scions. Colin Coughlin on Mono Water. Brian mm-hmm. Lord Byron on Ice Earth. Uh, Angel mm-hmm. Moray was on Mono Water, I believe. Mm-hmm. Alan Shu was on Wind Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Dank was on Wind Water. Mm-hmm. And who was the last person? Uh, oh, Sam Tool, uh, I think, was also on Earthwind. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Dude. I wonder if it's the same deck that he he played at the qualifier the week before. I believe it was. When I saw him play on stream day one, I, it looked like there wasn't much different. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, all... All solid players. I mean, I'm familiar with all the players. Some people might not be as familiar with Brian and Colin going in, but that ended up being the finals. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty which, sure. Which I, which I think is absolutely great because that top eight is fucking stacked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that entire top eight, except for going in, except for Colin and Brian, were qualified for Nats. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I mean. That, that should tell you something. Like, those guys played their asses off this weekend. Yep. I think one of the best matches of the weekend was. Um, uh, Colin, um, Colin's match against Okimoto, whereas boy, Co- boy, I, I, Colin was trying to throw that game well, away he, in some spot. He punted game two, um, mm. and I'm gonna high five him when he gets there on Tuesday. But I'm gonna give him shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, game two he punted. Uh, he didn't. He forgot about Cactuar pinging to reduce his cloud of darkness. Uh, he should have oh. targeted Dotaluma instead. He targeted Cecil. Um, which then caused it to basically do almost nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then got punished the following turn because he left Cactuar Dudalum up. Um, yeah. And then that led to just some not good things, which swung the game in Okimoto's favor. And then in Game 3, mm-hmm. Colin almost gave it away again. I mean, Colin was in control most of Game 3 also, but he mm-hmm. fanforded his own Veritas to get rid of... I don't even remember what the forward was at this point, but um, that allowed Okimoto to open up his backup line to get rid of his Mion, and then later on he got a, another Mion back, which then allowed him to Mion his Shantoto, and then Shantoto again. Now, granted, this was like turns down the line, but mm-hmm. it, it it should have never happened because Colin should have been able to dictate, and then at that case, Colin could have easily got rid of the forward, been able to swung with the Veritas and pressured Oki because Oki was already on four at that point. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, it's, it's live and learn. It's a mistake that a lot of people would have made, I think for sure. Um, and he probably realizes that to be honest, like, but he wanted to get the forward off and he thought sacrificing his, his own Veritas to, to get a backup, put Oki back on three was the right call. And I think a lot of people probably would side with him, but hindsight, I think you definitely want to keep the pressure on Earthwind in that scenario, especially since they've already played their Shantoto. You don't want to give them a, a way to play a second one, especially it, that since that deck only runs one now. Exactly. Especially, you know, you just nail it right on the head. When you see Mion and Shantoto on the board, that that's your green light to not let them get those cards off the table. Yeah. So. No, I mean, it, sure, it looks on a paper, it looks like a more inefficient play because he's going to have to probably spend two to three cards instead of the one fan for it to clear the forward. But he's able mm-hmm. to develop more of a board, kill the mm-hmm. forward without losing his Veritas, and put Oki to five. That basically mm-hmm. forces Oki's answers to be exactly Noctis. Mm-hmm. To even, like, keep the game going. And even if Noctis sits down, if he just holds on to a Leviathan or anything, he mm-hmm. just kills it straight up and then swings for game. So, yep. I mean, but, it, but he got it He got it anyways, so it doesn't matter. Like, he still got through. And it, it was a good set. It was very back and forth. I just think the, the game three should have lasted probably about 15 minutes less than it did. Oh, for sure. Or should have sure. lasted, I mean, I should say. <coughs> But overall, it looked like it was an absolute great event. Um, now, keep in mind, this is the last North American Crystal Cup that is all constructed all the way through. Now we're now we're getting into draft territory, starting with Kansas in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't wait to see what's next. And I just, I, again, I'm just super, super proud of what the Virginia scene has done, um, especially this competitive season. And now to see, you know, Lord Byron from Fredericksburg, a little man from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Making the world's team. Yeah, we misspelled his name one time, and it was, it was that day, from that day on, it was history. Yeah, that's all it took. So now, 
Now that means, Adam, our Soldier Series final is going to have two Worlds qualified players, and at least two. Yep. So that's going to shape up to be a great event, too. Man, what a week. What a week. What an event. What a tournament. I, I'm, I'm still beside myself. I'm still, like, shaking with anticipation to give Colin just the biggest fucking hug when he gets home. Um, the, the, the team did well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, big congratulations to Lord Byron for winning the whole thing. Um, you know, you, you've done everybody proud. You've done everybody proud. And I can't wait to see what you bring to the world's team. You're going to bring you're going to bring a fresh set of eyes to the thing, to the to the team. And I can't wait to see what you do. I've always said, like, I, I, I love like he's he's a modest, honest dude. And I mm-hmm. love I always love the mindset of like, I'm never good enough. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the mindset I like to have, man. Like people tell like I'll tell people all the time I suck, right? And people will be like, oh, no, you don't suck. You're good. And, and, you know, that's fine. That's great. That means you have good friends, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, in order to get better, like, you need to tell yourself, like, I suck and I need to fix these things. I need to do this better. And I think that's a mindset that's great to have. Like, if you constantly are never good enough, you're always going to strive to be better. So I I think he's he's got that mindset, and it's going to help him a lot, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I can't wait to see what he does. But otherwise – um, Adam, any parting thoughts? Anything else we want to add? No, I don't. Like, I don't really have anything else. You should probably go see a doctor. That's my parting thought. Yeah, that, that's what I should do. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised I've hung in this long. T- talking is hard, <laughs> but otherwise, man, like I'm really excited as far as things coming up. Um, we've got the uh, Richmond Crystal Cup coming up in Ju- first weekend in July. Um, as soon as we know about ticket information, we will definitely share that out. Um. And hopefully we'll have that information this week. Mm-hmm. So other than that, you know, just be on the lookout for our next soldier series event. Um, you know, otherwise I got nothing, man. Just, just look out for Virginia in the future, man. We're coming. Yeah. Yeah. This weekend proved Booker a lot. Coming. Yeah. But like Booker T man, we're coming for you. <laughs> I don't know if that was a direct quote, but we'll, we'll leave that in there. <laughs> oh, it was close. It was yeah. close. But cool, man. Otherwise, I got nothing else. And, guys, thanks for listening, as always. Signing off. Yeah, thanks. See you later. (laughs) See you later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.